I love that. And I, and I use that statistic with pride when coaches and gym owners call me to find out whether or not they should buy their way into this. And one of the things that I say on the first half of the call, every single time somewhere in the first five minutes of a call, a call can last up to an hour. In the first five minutes of a call, I'm always saying, hey, I just want to let you know. And sometimes I'll even say it before the call comes on so they know that I'm not going to just try to sell them no matter what. Right? It helps. Hey, we turn away lots of people. Don't worry. I'm not letting you get into this unless I am 100% confident that we can help you. At Active Life, we believe that the healthcare clinic of the future is the gym. Everybody starts with the best case scenario in mind. Never sell anything to anybody who is not in the market for what you have. The only reason we work out is to create the opportunity to recover. And the healthcare provider of the future is the coach. And this is why you guys need to get paid well, because what you're doing is really, really hard work. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of Turning Pro on the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch, and today I'm joined, as always, by Larry Geyer. What's up, guys? Here we go. Today, what we're going to be doing is piggybacking off of the last podcast that we did and talking about how to get somebody to say yes when they should. Got it. So on the last show, if you guys listened, we talked about the six questions that make selling easy. And when I say make selling easy... What I mean is making the conversation around sales easy, getting to the sale. That part's easy. Now we're going to talk about the hard part, and I'm going to throw it to you to do it. Okay. So on today's show, what we're going to talk about is the four questions, or the four categories, rather, that people need to trust before they're able to buy. Mm -hmm. So we first stumbled upon three of these in Way of the Wolf, the book by Jordan Belfort that you read first and then told me to read. It was awesome. Yeah. And you guys out there who like to help people who need to sell to people to get them to do it, read the book. So can you go into a little bit, Larry, of the premise of what it, why, are, why are we looking at pillars of trust? Why, why not just try to convince someone to buy? So to make sure we're clear, are we talking about the four pillars that we use all the time or are we talking about the, the four, four pillars that we use. The, the four the, things the, that he needs to be certain about in the book that he outlined. The, the, the four things that he, he only explained the three, and then we and added, then we added a fourth. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So, yeah. So, I love the way he painted that, man. It was such a good picture. It was people need to be, you need to bring people to as close to a 10 in certainty on a scale of one to 10 as you possibly can in three different things. And right? we, we said four. Yeah, we added a four. But before you it. even get into them, why do that? instead of just trying to convince people to buy something from you. Well, if you're convincing someone to buy anything, it means that you should feel exactly the way you should if you're trying to convince someone to do anything. You should feel pushy if you're trying to shove something down someone's throat that they don't necessarily want or need, right? right? If you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that what you can do for someone is going to rescue them from their situation, it's your job to transmit your certainty to them. Because what I'm, what I'm learning more than anything, I just got off a call with um, a pretty awesome mentor. Um, and the biggest thing that he was telling me was that, hey, man, if you can demonstrate to someone that you unquestionably believe in them, they're going to be able to do much more than they ever thought possible. right? So if you can transmit the confidence that you have in what someone's able to do and what you're able to do for someone, 
you're going to be able to move mountains with them and they're going to be able to move mountains out of their own way to do it. Which is you talking cool. about Ken? Yeah, I am. So just as a shout out for Ken, that's Ken Andruco and Eric Malzone over at level five mentors. Those guys are good. Yeah, pretty serious. So I was kind of delighted to hear that I understood that much more than I thought I did. And so what we're hearing now is, okay, if you can show someone, if you can show someone that you are in the right place around trying to get them to buy what you're selling, it's going to be a much, much easier time for them to talk themselves into it than to spend all of their time and energy questioning whether or not you're trying to get one over on them, right? So commission, this, he's talking about commission breath yeah, right there. Yeah. I mean, look, like I'm so proud of the fact that we turn away a third of all people that try to work with us on anything. More than that, when you factor in the pro path. Got it. So now it's higher. Well, I mean, there was one week we had nine calls and eight of them we turned, turned away. away. Eight. I love that. I love that. And I, and I use that statistic with pride when coaches and gym owners call me to find out whether or not they should buy their way into this. And one of the things that I say on the first half of the call, every single time somewhere in the first five minutes of a call, your call can last up to an hour. But in the first five minutes of a call, I'm always saying, hey, I just want to let you know. And sometimes I'll even say it before the call comes on so they know that I'm not going to just try to sell them no matter what. Right? It helps. Hey, we turn away lots of people. Don't worry. I'm not letting you get into this unless I am 100% confident that we can help you. And we're also not leaving them hanging. We, we turn them away right. from us and we turn right. them towards somebody 100%, else. 100%, man. If, if it's not me, I'm going to go out on my way to find the person that's best for you. Mm-hmm. And before people even buy, I say, when people ask how much, how much I cost, how much we cost, uh, there'd be no value in me telling you that because you have no idea what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And, and listen, before I even let you buy, let's make sure that there's no one else who's maybe cheaper or more effective than us before we do it. Sure. And the way I look at that also is, look, you're not on the phone with me because you're worried about working with somebody else. It's because you've been led to us. Yes. So, And the answer, by the way, if you're asking how much it costs, is always going to be more than you want to spend. And way less than we're worth. I love it. So, I mean, look, there's a, there's a testimonial that that you posted um, that I'm super super proud to share with people. And I was like, yeah, I was concerned about the price at first, uh, and then oh, we yeah. and then we started it, and now I feel like I'm stealing from you guys, mm-hmm. dude. That's what? crazy. You're talking about Jeremy Mazza from CrossFit Coalesce. He bought into the Pro Path, and it's already paid for it. He said this weekend, he's like, it's. I'm already, the whole thing is paid for. So the next nine months, I feel like I'm stealing from you guys. Damn. Which is cool. That's powerful, man. Yeah. But so, you know, there's, there's three pillars that I mentioned in the book. We had a fourth one. How do you go about thinking about these things when you're selling to somebody and what are they? So, so let's start there. Let's start with what are the four pillars and, and let's unpack each of them. So the three that Jordan outlined on the book is that people need to be as certain as they need to be about the following three things. The following three in order are the product or service you're trying to sell, Mm -hmm. right? So is this course right for me? Is this car right for me? Is this house right for me? Is this service right for me? Is this massage the one I want? Is this sandwich gonna satisfy my hunger or my craving right now? It's Is the thing that I'm gonna buy gonna do for me what I hope it's gonna do? Mm -hmm. It's the product or the service. Is this thing, how certain am I that this is the thing for me? Interestingly enough, studies show that it needs to be perceived as twice as valuable as what it costs for somebody to buy. Got it. So it's the job of you as the person who is selling what you are to demonstrate for them how much more valuable it is than it is expensive for them to buy. Yep. Right? So it has to give them, what you're saying is it has to give them 
twice more than twice as much in use value as it is going as they are going to give you in money value. Yes. That's what you have to do. So for any of our education, it comes about saying, okay, here's what the course here first of all, it comes to understanding the person's problem. It all starts from understanding where they're at. And once you do, it's okay. I have determined based on everything you're saying that this course is absolutely perfect for you. Here's why. So now you're setting they can have confidence in the product. Yes. Or the service. And, and you're not just saying they should have confidence in the setting, product. Setting, setting. Yes, got it. And then you demonstrate that by saying, it has this, which is going to give you all of this. It has this, which is going to do this for you. And it has this, which is going to make sure you are able to X, Y, and Z. Well, so what you're doing now is describing the second pillar. Yes. Which, which is, is what? you. The person needs to be absolutely certain, after they are certain that the product is the right thing, that you are someone who A, understands them, and B, is relatable, and C, is trustworthy. And so after establishing that the product is absolutely perfect for them and painting the picture of why it is, in the process of so doing, you're demonstrating how much you understand them, how much you are listening, and how much you can relate your understanding to their goals. And in so doing, they now understand that they can trust the second pillar, which is you. The buyer must trust that you are someone who understands them and that you can deliver either through you or through whatever the product or the service is, what they're looking to get out of the product that they now trust will satisfy them. The third thing people have to trust is the institution or the company that you are representing. So on a call, it's going to be, got it. So do you feel like I've done a good job of demonstrating how well the immersion course is going to be able to help you do this, this, and this for all of your members? Yeah. Well, in our case, what is this, this, and this? Got it. Do you trust how well the immersion course is going to be able to equip you with the toolbox to not only assess, but also be able to correct the dysfunctions that your clients are facing? And and sell them the solution. Right. Yeah. Right? Got it. Yeah, right. Because three of the weeks are talking about literally the, the, the logistics of how to, to monetize your skills, mm-hmm. right? Which is something that not many other musculoskeletal institutions are teaching people how no, to but, do. No, but the, the reason why we built that in is because we know that if they don't have that, it's not valuable. I'm with you. You could you could be sitting on a pile of money, and if you're not using it for anything, it's it's nothing. Well, what 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 good is the best procedure in the world if they no one can convince anyone to do it? I love it. The surgeon who can't be convinced to yeah. take out the hearts, not taking out any hearts. So there we are. We understand. Got it. So you see why this immersion course is going to be the perfect way for you to be able to help your clients in a way you've never been able to help before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if it has everything that you're telling me it has, it sounds unbelievable. Yeah. Do you feel like I've done a good job of demonstrating how well I understand where you're at and where you want to go? Dude, perfect. I, I feel like I understand my situation better after you talked me through it. Okay, that's cool. The last thing I need you to make sure that I understand is, do you feel like I've done a good job of helping demonstrate how much active life has done for gym owners, physical therapists, chiropractors, personal trainers, and coaches all across the country and the world? Yeah, you guys are amazing. I've been following you for two and a half years. You're the best thing since sliced bread. Cool. The last thing that we added because many, the reason we added this is because many, many times there were people who were at the end of that conversation and they were still showing a reluctance to buy. Right. And, right? And, and, and we realized that we're not selling stocks. So there's something else there. Right. And so what we realized is the last after, you know, kind of rubbing our chins for a while, we realized, got it. So if you understand and you believe and you are totally confident that this course is perfect for you, that I fully understand where you're at, where you want to go, and that I understand what it's going to take to get there. And three, that you totally, totally believe and are all in. You're an evangelist for our company. 
the only thing I'm hearing that is missing is your confidence and your ability to implement this stuff. Is it true that what I'm hearing is that you're not sure you can do it? Mm-hmm. And when I break that down for people like that, 10 out of 10 times, when you get to that point, if the three pillars aren't enough, they say, mm, yeah, that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's intense and it's something that I think we needed to do a better job of considering earlier on because I think that we go so hard because of how much we believe and how much change that we've seen that we forget that for so many people, this is like, this might sound like snake oil. Yeah, well, because we're already there. Yes. We're already at the outcome. Right. Because we know we've gotten it so many times. Yeah. I mean, we, we've gotten it so many times consistently that we slapped a guarantee on the immersion course that you're going to make your money back before the course is even over from the material that you learn in the course. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like giving it away. Yeah. It's like giving it away. And I think that if we can kind of wrap our head around the fact that not, not many people have experience like we do in seeing these kinds of results. And if we can really show them how we're actually giving them a recipe for success and all the certainty that they need that this is perfect, if we can start to wrap our heads around that, we're going to start to understand how to have a more empathetic, connected conversation with these people so they can be like, I believe that this is going to do it. And the worst case scenario is that they just get their money back. Well, the, the interesting thing that you said there that I want to tie back to the beginning was you described the recipe. And earlier you were describing a product. And I think that people can make the mistake of thinking, for example, will a brownie make me happy right now? Yes, I want a brownie. But that's not the sale. The sale is, will this recipe make a brownie which will make me happy? Right. The recipe is the process that goes into the product as opposed Correct. to, so if you're selling a widget, it's how does the widget work? What, what does that solve for you? What's a widget? I don't know. A thing. Got it. Like, a, you know, if you're selling a pen, got does, it, got it. Okay. Thing. Does the pen write? Well, I don't know. Love it. Um, <laughs> brings me to the example from the book. So now you've been market for a pen <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but so, um, you know, and that does go back to the first rule of sales is they have to be in the market for it. Right. If they don't want what you have, don't sell. Yeah. So you were just, just described the process very well, the recipe very well. How do you work these things? Like, what are you, a telepath? How do you figure out if people have these levels of confidence in these different things before you ask them to buy? Before I ask them to buy? Sure. It's asking all the questions that let me start to understand what they're dealing with mentally or what they're dealing with financially, what they're dealing with socially or what they're dealing with logistically at work to understand what kind of situation they're in and how they perceive their situation. Right. I mean, the, the, your, your ability to believe that you can do something is directly proportionate to what everything around you is telling you until you decide to take responsibility for it and not have that be the limit. And right, I'm not going to assume that most people are like creating their destinies exactly as they see it. So when I get to ask people questions like, okay, how many clients are you working with? What's not working right now for you? Right? Like what, that's how it starts. What isn't working? What isn't the way that you would like it to be? What could be better? And then I just let them talk. 80% of the conversation is them telling me. I'm not telling them anything that's wrong with them. And I think that's a big, big mistake when people are trying to sell what they're good at. It's that, you know, especially in this industry, I think that people get this taste for being able to help people in a huge way. 
and they sit and they're just like, let me tell you what's wrong with you so I can fix you. And it comes from a good mm-hmm. place, but it's the wrong way. I've, I've been there and I've done that. Same. And I've heard a lot of people that way. And I don't mean physically, right? I mean, emotionally, I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of people that way. And I've lost a lot of potential to, to help people because I was so gung ho about helping them that I was trying to shove my solutions out of the throat. And, and that wasn't the way. If, if, if you're, I, I know you're like me in this way. That is the thing that hurts the most is you're like, I know I could help this person, but I just blew it. Yes. And I, and I've blown it that way before and, and I wanted to stop. So this is what I learned. If you let them paint the picture for you, it's going to do so much more letting them tell you what the problem is than it will. If you tell them what the problem is, right? Mm -hmm. If you tell them what the problem is, they have to believe you. If they tell you they're either lying to you (laughs) or they're delusional, right? Mm -hmm. So for them to be able to paint the picture of their, their prison cell, the thing that they would love to get out of, well, uh, the rusty bars cut my arm every time I reach through to get my shitty lunch and there's pee in the corner and there's blood on the wall from the guy that just got shanked the week before that I just replaced and my how do we get into a legitimate prison cell that you're reaching through it's the analogy everyone's everyone's in there whatever the prison okay. cell is for you right if you could describe how lousy it is to me now I could understand exactly how well this course this product this service can actually help you if you tell me well I have all the clients I need um, I don't have the time to help anymore. Um, I'm rolling in dough. So, so, so let's, let's spin it and let's do it for the coach. Let's just cool. put the, put a nice bow on this where if you were the coach and I was the client, the prospective client, what are the things about you that I would need to believe before I would buy personal training sessions from you to solve my problem? That my programming is going to get you what you want for your body and your mind. That I am a person that you can trust to tell you what to do and what not to do to get you where you want to be and that I have your best interest at heart. Three, that whatever institution or company or gym I'm affiliated with has a reliable, trustworthy culture and values that they can get down with. And that four, I believe in your capacity enough that my confidence in what you can do bleeds over to you and that you can't help but feel that it's true. Love that. So essentially, as your client, I need to believe that no matter how many times I've tried and failed, you are not going to let me fail. Yes, and it's because it's because I'm going to take responsibility over where your failure was. I'm going to realize, oh, I didn't see it sharply enough, but don't worry. That has nothing to do with what you're capable of. It has everything to do with how poorly I guided you in the moment. Thank you for telling me. Let me course correct. Let's go. So coaches who are out there listening to this, this this podcast and the one before it, if you put those two together, if you don't remember the one before, go listen to it again when we talked about the six pillars or the six questions you need to ask to get to the sales conversation. This podcast, we have a PDF for you on this one also. You'll be able to download the PDF. This podcast will give you the insight as to why when somebody says no, they're saying no. And how to go back in and continue asking for yes by developing certainty and building confidence in the area of trust that your client is lacking the most. If if someone says no to you, everyone's going to say no to you. If when someone says no to yes. you, it's because you have not yet done a thorough job of showing them how certain your solutions are for them. Yeah, it's a transfer of trust. It's yes. a transfer of confidence. But I want I want people to be clear, no matter how good of a job you do, everyone's going to say no first nine out of 10 are going to say no. And then you're going to have to go back in and keep asking because remember, it's important for you to remember people who you're trying to sell to, 
you've already pre-qualified want it. They want it or they need it or you're doing the pushy, slimy, sleazy thing. If they want it, if they need it, it is your duty to help them buy it. Even if they say no right away and they will. So for those people out there who've talked to you, there's people out there who've talked to me on the phone about working with Active Life. Once you or I decide that they should work with us, it's not common that they don't. Right? I mean, we are, we're going to keep going until they say yes because yeah. we know it's in their best interest. Yeah, we've also seen what happens when they don't get in. Yeah, go back and listen to the, the Brittany episode on the Shrugged, uh, the Shrugged podcast. But so what I want to do on the next show, Larry, because I know you have experience with this, is I bet that there's some coaches who are listening to this who are thinking to themselves, I could do that. And I could provide a lot of value to my clients if I did that. But it's not worth it because the gym doesn't pay me enough. I'm on the four-ninths model or I work in a gym that pays me less than that even. And it's just, it's just not worth it for me to put myself out there, to have emotional conversations, to deal with the conflict that it takes to sell. What do I do? How do I know if I'm in the right place? How do I leave? And I know you've done that, and I want to talk it through on the next show so that people can understand exactly what they need to do and how they need to do it. Yeah, I would love to have that conversation. All right. Until that time, turn pro. All right, that's going to be a wrap for this episode of the Active Life Podcast. And guys, remember, remember, if you are looking to enhance your fitness business, if you're sitting there thinking, man, I would love to be able to go on vacations. I would love to be able to take two weeks off and not have my business fall apart. And most importantly, most importantly, If you want to be a part of the movement that we are creating, facilitating, and seeing come to life, which is coaches and gyms becoming the healthcare clinic of the future, helping people who've gotten hurt working out, helping people who've been told they have to work out around that, having people be told they're too old to do that, find new hobbies. If hearing things like that for your clients is frustrating for you and you want to learn the skills to solve those problems and also get paid very well to do it, head to activelifeprofessional.com and let's get talking. Till then, turn pro. Turn pro.